Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Ranger Pod. It's day two of Green Ranger Week, and that can only mean one thing. We're looking at Green with Evil Part 2, Jason's Battle. Ooh. I'm PDT, I'm sort of an expert in these things, and that ooh you heard there was Grax, who isn't. Ooh. Episode 2 of the saga that is the Green with Evil. Ooh. The Green Ranger saga. Yes, it's it's exciting. At least the idea of it's exciting. I'm not sure about the actual <laughs> episode, but we'll get on to that. Yep. How, how do you feel? This is the second day of our epic Green Ranger week. Are you excited? No, it's... Oh, this is so boring. Wow. You've been looking forward to this for months. I have been looking forward to this a month, and the last episode was so good, it was so action-packed, we, we both gave it six stars, which completely confuses me as to why episode two is taking this turn. I don't think episode two is that bad, but we'll get on to that, because first of all, it's time for a synopsis. Uh, guys, if you've not seen part two of Green with Evil, go and see it. You know, usually we say it doesn't matter if you've seen it or not. Today, you have to see this, because it's the Green Ranger saga. Grax, as ever, I'm going to let you synopsize the episode, and when I start to get bored, I'll start to count down. What I will say is, if you want to have any hope of getting to the second half of the episode, maybe gloss over a lot of the first half. Well, that'd be pretty easy to do, I reckon. So, three, two, one, activate! Yeah, we start off with our heroes as they mope around the decide to destroy his command center. Billy manages to fix Alpha. Meanwhile, on the moon, the Reacher and the other bad guys are saying, yeah, let's give the Green Ranger the evil sword of darkness. Tommy gets put back on Earth. He roughs up Bulk and Skull with some green lightning coming over his eyes. Jason punches a punching bag as, who's the Green Ranger? I really want to punch him. And then we see Tommy at the, his locker. Kimberly approaches him. But Tommy's like, I don't care what you think, Kimberly. I don't care what she thinks either. Carry on. Move faster. Uh, all right, Rita then sends Tommy to a beach to beat up some putties to make sure he's worthy of the Sword of Darkness, which he does, obviously. He gets his Sword of Darkness and declares that the Red Ranger is the first one to go. Then Jason bumps into Tommy at high school. He turns away. Then Tommy zaps Jason with a green laser, sending him to a prison dimension. And that's where Goldar appears. Prison and dimension? Him. Dimension. Dimension. 30 seconds, Grax. Come on. Okay, so anyway, in the prison dimension, Goldar appears in front of him and starts taunting him because Goldar has Jason's power coin. And so they begin to fight, but it's mostly Goldar laughing and taunting and laughing and laughing, which is a bit... And stabbing. The teleporter's down, so Zap and Kimberly teleport, uh, drive to the command center. Kimberly's all like, ah, oh, Tommy doesn't like me. Ten and then, seconds. And then it's morphing time at 14 minutes and 35 seconds because looks like the Green Ranger has been found. So the four Power Rangers take on the Green Ranger who's holding the Sword of Darkness. And the Green Ranger's still too strong because he beats them up with special effects. That's probably time. Yep. Yeah, the whole, whole bunch of other stuff, including some of the Zord and... Uh, the Green Ranger disappears, and Jason's still on the prison planet at the very uh, prison dimension at the very end, and it's a cliffhanger. The, uh, the uh, yeah, that, that's. <sighs> In case you couldn't tell by my voice, that's pretty much how I felt throughout the entire thing. It's like, oh, so slow. If part one was like a car going 100 miles an hour down the motorway, episode two is the handbrake, emergency brake, to spring it down to 20 miles per hour. It's just. So slow. Man, you're going to hate episode three. I think this generally built on the tension from the first episode. 
I feel like what you were expecting was that it would just be all-out war at this point. Yeah, I was, actually. Or, or some kind of drama or a better acting, I suppose. That might be too much to ask from this series. Better acting? What, better than Tommy going around going, you're not the centre of everyone's world, princess. And just generally being obviously the evil Green Ranger. With his evil green streak vest. Yeah. Oh, God, that string vest must have smelt. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it, it's super absorbent of all his sweaty action, and it just doesn't look good. It never looks good on anyone, especially in the 90s. But so. <sighs> but you know what I will say? I'm glad that someone finally called Kimberly out on her self centered bullshit. Yes, absolutely. And I, that's one of the good things about this episode Tommy and his attitude and his calling out. We've, we've had like 20 episodes almost of this stuff. It's time for Tommy to finally arrive and start putting people in their place. Like, mm-hmm. Kim, you're a selfish cow. Billy, mm-hmm. don't know why you're on the team. <laughs> yep. Get Uncle Howard in. <laughs> yeah. And Jason, you're no match for me. Jason, you're no match for me. I'm going to set arrange it so you go off to a peace conference and I become the leader. Tommy was probably the only thing I liked about it, and especially when he was, he was so tough against the bullies who... Balkan's goal tried to have another go at him in an alleyway and he was like oh was he tough though because as far as I was concerned all he did was stare at them with his evil green eyes yeah that's pretty tough I mean he wasn't intimidated by Bulk's size and the, the sheer f- the fact that he was outnumbered nobody's intimidated by Balkan's skull apart from Billy yeah that's true <laughs> you know <laughs> okay and frankly I was annoyed at that bit because Tommy you know 30 seconds earlier he'd been told keep your identity a secret then he goes down to Earth, he buys himself a string green vest, and is immediately just like this glowing green eyes, green lightning. A Balkan skull of all people. Yeah, I mean, we could argue that Balkan skull was so scared and they were so running away that they didn't notice her feet were glowing green with green ranger energy. That's, yeah, that's but he still, he still saw his glowing green eyes. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so... um. Mm, secret identity, especially when Rita told you to keep your identity a secret. Exactly. I mean, luckily, Bulk and Skull are thick, so they're just like, oh, there's something wrong with his eyes. He needs to get those checked. F***ing idiots. Oh, it's deadly. That shot of Rita on the on the rooftop in a silhouette telling um, Tommy what to do. Do you think it's just the same shot they just keep playing over and over and over again to save money? I don't think that one was. I, I, I might have been the same one from the last episode, but... It was clearly an American actress. Yes, and an American actress wearing all the uh, uh, Rita wig and everything. Yeah, so there's no reason why she wouldn't have been saying the proper lines, because that's why they litter from kind of the way they did, so that it wouldn't be as obvious that it wasn't Machiko Soga. Mm. Okay, so we'll, we'll wind back to the beginning of the episode, because yep. the Power Rangers are kind of recovering in the command centre. And everything is completely and utterly wrecked. The control panels are wrecked. Alpha's barely functioning, but Billy's yeah. able to fix him with his giant future tool. And I think it might even be Billy who has the line, he knew exactly what to do. And I'm I'm questioning this. I want to know how did he know what to do? Uh, yeah, I did find that a little bit strange. I mean, it's not like he got one of those... Uh, one of those weekly build-your-own-robot sets that you get in the newsagents where they get Well, it was the whole command centre that he knew what to do with, not just Alpha. Oh, yeah, I suppose you're right. I never thought of that. It, it, yeah. just, didn't, it, it just seemed a bit too convenient. And it doesn't seem like something that Rita would be able to help with. Because like, one of the big things about the series is technology versus magic. I mean, it's never 
a stated part of it, but it's obvious, you know, Zordon is very technological. Rita, she's got magic. She lives in a palace on the moon. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have been able to tell Tommy how to do that. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Finster's has a bit more of technological know-how rather than... It could be just magic, but it also he has a bit of technology up his sleeve. Maybe. He did construct that uh, monster-making machine. He did, yeah, well. Or maybe he just got a um, an AOL disc that would give you like 50 hours free internet for a while, <laughs> and, just, and that was full of malware. That's what he put into Alpha, yeah. Alpha's popping up with ads for Ask Jeeves. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I mean, on the subject of Rita, did you spot that we had a recycled flashback there? Uh, It was very clear, the Black Ranger versus the Nasty Knight... Oh, yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Absolutely. <laughs> and she was um, all like, ah, the Sword of Darkness defeated what? No, it's not even in the shot. How did they think they could get away with that? I don't know. Well, I guess it's because the, the, that footage was so quick, so brief, that they're hoping that children wouldn't notice that. Hey, wait a bit. Didn't that happen before? No, no, don't worry, Billy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, look at the Green Ranger. Isn't he cool? As he does his Hurricane Runner on that uh, p- putty. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure about that. The thing I found about strange about Rita's plan is you've already got Tommy under your spell, quite deep under your spell. No, Why you do you... don't know that. He's he's had one battle at this point. Like, I can, I can understand that maybe the spell is temporary initially, and by getting the Sword of Darkness, that strengthens the spell and means that it's it's less easy to be broken. I don't know. Tommy did seem very convincing. He was... Not only was he convincing at... P- pretending to be under control. He was loving the role. He loved Look, being Look, spoilers, bad guy. you moron. It gets broken in, five, in three episodes' time. Oh, no. That spell is not permanent. But it did seem to be a poor excuse to have Tommy face the putties again. If you were going to really test him, if you're really, really going to test him to, to see if he's worthy of the Sword of Darkness, why not fight him and put him up against Goldar or a big monster or something like that? That would be much more worthy of a test. Yeah, why not not have him face the same five putties he faced last week? <laughs> he was probably the same actors and everything. <laughs> Almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> and in a in a less confined space as well, so he had an even greater chance of winning. I think I think you and I we've seen so many episodes of Power Rangers. I think you and I could have easily defeated the putties and probably earned that sort of darkness. Really, is that what you think, Grax? Yeah, I mean we've we've watched. Uh, no, we've no. we've watched eighteen episodes of the Power Rangers. We've picked up a thing or two from the others. We could punch and kick, right? I don't think we could. Ah, oh, I, I I believe in my abilities. I believe in you. I believe in us. I don't believe in me. <laughs> Tommy seems to find the whole thing unbelievably amusing. He's having fun. He's enjoying it. Like as soon as he's beaten the putties, he's just like ha 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 ha. <laughs> Your wish is my command. <laughs> and it's, that that makes me think he actually likes being a bad guy super, super hard. Then he does get a pretty cool looking sword. He does, yeah, to be fair. And a, a cool looking suit when it's in Japanese footage. Oh, yeah? Because as I said yesterday, the, the shield is floppy in the American footage. Well, that seems like as good a time as any to start talking about the Zhu Ranger footage. It's episode two of the Barai saga. Mm-hmm. As you'll remember, Barai is the Green Ranger equivalent of Tommy. He's just showed up. So, the rangers are back at the kind of command centre. They're asking Barza and Gnome for answers. And it turns out that Burai is Geki's older brother. <gasps> what? Shock twist. Turns out that the king and queen are not Geki's real parents. 
But his real parents gave Geki to the king and queen for adoption when he was a kid, leaving Burai behind, who's kind of his older brother. Mm -hmm. And Geki's true father led the rebellion against the king and was actually killed by the king. And the dad's final wish was for Burai to avenge him. Now, of course, at a later point, the king and queen died. So Geki is the king's heir and Burai is hell-bent on revenge. And hell-bent's kind of the operative word there. Uh-huh. He want, he says about sending the Zhu Rangers to hell, starting with Geki. It's pretty full-on stuff. Wow. Um, so, that sounds a lot better than what happened in today's episode. Well, it, it gets, it, you know, it's, it swings and roundabouts, as we always say. It's, there's some better stuff, there's some not-so-better stuff. Because ah, okay. next we cut to Bandora and her companions singing, and they do a whole three-minute song about how great Bandora is and about how like wasted the earth is on the human race. Well, well hold yeah. on. Did you say did you just say a 3 minute song? Yep. On Okay. Okay, fine. That's where they're going. Dora 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 dora. That's uh, that's some uh, uh, words. That's terrible. That's terrible, man. <laughs> that's why you see Babu with the recorder when they go down to Earth, because the song kind of continues as they're dancing on the hillside. I can't tell if that's better than if that's better than Bandora's rap a few weeks back or not. I, I, I'm suspecting it's worse. It's more tuneful. I'll say that way. Ah, you hmm. know, even Griforza Goldar is tapping his toes along to it. And at this point, Graforza doesn't speak in the series. So anyway, Bandora approaches Barai, who's like, well, I don't work for you, and I'm not going to work for you. I just want to send the Rangers to hell. And Bandora's like, well, I can help you with that. So Barai and Goldar do have a brief fight, and they're sort of fighting against each other. And then she's like, you'll never win against the Rangers. Do you know why? Because they've got the legendary weapons, and you don't <gasps> have one. So she sends him off to this, like, place with a white door and he goes through the door and there's this knight sort of holding the sword of darkness or hellfried as it's called in the japanese and the knight starts fighting him the whole room's on fire like barai and this knight are going at it obviously he wins the fight because obviously obviously he gets the sword so then scott turns up and he fires this like ball at geki and it turns out to have a letter in it summoning geki to the clifftop where yeah, again, Geki and Burai have an unmorphed fight. It's really cool. Oh, Geki's wow. Got, Burai's got the Sword of Darkness. He actually, like, digs it into Geki's shoulder and slices. Oh, damn, really? Uh, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty damaging. And then that's when the other Zhu Rangers turn up and they start fighting. And that's why you've got the four of them fighting and not Red, because Geki's busy, like, lying in agony on the floor. Ah, that, that would explain it, because they managed to blag that on the Power Rangers episode where yeah. Jason's not here. Yeah. Let's just fight him for the four of us. That's it. The Green Ranger does try and like battle Geki while Geki's not morphed and he's just like slamming into him. And then Daiju Jin intervenes and that's the Megazord. That's why they form the Megazord even though there's no T-Rex. That was it. That was a question I wanted to ask. I, w- I wanted to ask what? how did the four Rangers summon all five of them even though Jason wasn't around? Presumably Zordon could send it out on remote control. What? Okay. So Daijujin intervenes and he's like, Geki, pick up your sword and fight this man. And Geki's like, no, I refuse to fight. 
And so Daijujin actually blasts Geki for refusing to fight Barai. But then Daijujin also is like, no, Barai, you can't fight him. Not yet. There will be a time will come when you've got to fight as equals. So Daijujin has a concept of fairness, you know. And Geki's just like, I want, I just want to understand him. And it turns out this is all part of Bandora's plot. The idea that Geki is disobeying the Daijujin is all part of Bandora's scheme. Operation Destroy Daijujin, which is coming in 10 days and 12 hours time. And there's your cliffhanger. That sounds like a pretty awesome cliffhanger compared to Goldar stomping. (laughs) Sounding like the ultimate warrior. (laughs) Well, I can't remember. Does Rita mention an eclipse in this episode? No. There was no indication of an eclipse in this episode. So at this point, Ranger's giving a lot more foreshadowing of what's going to happen next than the Power Rangers did. Really? Ah, okay. Which is is pretty cool. Yeah, so bear that in mind. Daijujin is in big trouble. Wow. In Little Tokyo. Yeah. Mm, Nice. Okay, so back to the Power Rangers episode. The Power Rangers are so stupid. Zack actually saying to Jason... So, do you think this green guy has anything to do with what happened to the command centre? <laughs> yes! Yes, I do! It's too big of a coincidence. A green guy shows up, he's beating up everything. Who else is it going to be? Ernie? No, it's yeah. not going to be Ernie well, at all, just popping in, just messing on, stuff it up. it could be Ernie. We've already seen that Ernie is a kleptomaniac. Yeah, Maybe uh, he's... well, he just accidentally picks up uh, a device which decides to blow up the entire oh wait this is it only accidentally picks up a teleportation device and then he gets teleported to the um command center and then he just stumbles around just knocking stuff over which causes a great explosions and alpha to be like dismantled and covered in aol virus there we go it's ernie's fault yeah let's face it ernie is a lot more likely to have the aol virus discs than rita Rita's yeah. on the moon. They don't deliver to the moon, even though those things got everywhere in the 90s. <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention with the Tommy battle was crotch meat face. Yep. That's nothing Top. more frightening than a man jumping at you crotch first. Yep. Jason David Frank launching his crotch at you. Um, yeah. Scary stuff, I think. That poor putty got a, like, a face full of Tommy. Which actually, yeah, which you know, I, I Kim wants that, but yeah, absolutely, Tommy's but, not but, into Kim, and that should be the sure sign that he's evil. <laughs> yeah, that, that, like to, Kim- to resist Kimberly is impossible. Therefore, yeah, there must- Kimberly is a surefire hottie, you know. And so for Tommy to just go, nah, you're not all that. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm doing yeah. stuff. I'm I'm busy wearing my green ha huh, green vest. But okay, so we have got Goldar versus Jason. That's where the second half of the episode really picks up. No, it doesn't. It tries to pick up and then it just crawls again because it's nothing but posing and walking around. Goldar just teasing Jason with his power coin. <sighs> uh, admittedly, I was shouting, kill him, kill him at one point. But yeah, I do that most episodes, to be honest. Yeah? Oh, we're definitely, you know, at this point, we've watched like 18 of these things in a row. I'm ready for them to die. No, not all of them. Maybe Billy, but not not Jason. I mean, he's been he's been okay. Oh, but I just Jason, I just wanted he... them to fight, and I can only surmise that perhaps it's quite difficult to put up a decent fight when you're in a Goldar suit. That is possibly true. Yeah. Um, but he he's got a sword, you know. But Jason hasn't got a sword. That's the problem. 
Mm. I just feel like they they realized that they didn't have much material. They were writing this down because they're going, okay, we don't have that much zoo range footage that we can use today. So let's fill it out with story. <laughs> let's fill it out with character development. Yeah. Uh, with, with acting. And let's have a bit of tension with Jason being removed. Uh, but we've only got I mean, it's, three it's never minutes. It's a good idea when you have to rely on this cast and their acting abilities. Yeah. I, I guess I might be asking for a little bit too much for a yeah. 90s children's show. But, you know, I still, I think. Austin St. John plays the kind of Jason is desperate and alone without his power morpher. Yeah, I was. That's another thing. Without his power cord, he's surprising. He's actually very weak compared to Goldar. I thought he'd just like put up a bit more of a fight. But then again, that puts up the point of you're actually quite weak without your coin. Goldar's a magical monkey man with golden armor. Oh, yeah, that's. I guess that's pretty much true. You know, and Jason is just a bloke who just happens to know martial arts. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I feel like it just I, I wanted more. I wanted more tension and and it just felt like they were just trying to pad it out for too much too long. I mean again, if you're already feeling that at this point, you've got something to come. Oh god, I really hope not. I mean they've they've got to pick things up by episode three shortly. You would hope so, but no. Um <laughs> What I wanna know is it's a key question raised by this episode. Why is there no CCTV in Angel Grove High? Why is there no CCTV? I mean, the amount hmm. of shit that goes on. I mean, Tommy should not just be able to blast Jason in the school corridor and yeah. just get away with it. Yeah, I mean, the CCTV footage would have come in real handy when Jason and Tommy were all alone and they had their standoff and as Jason turns away, zap! Into the next dimension. I mean, that's that kind of footage is breaking your secret identity again, yeah. Tommy. And imagine all the things that Mr. Kaplan could pin on the Power Rangers if he could see everything they were doing. It's worth its weight in gold, frankly. I just imagine if they they could actually capture Tommy as well and like do all this. Well, try and capture Tommy, but they wouldn't succeed because Tommy's a badass and he would just yeah. beat everybody up. I was quite, I was kind of relieved to see Jason taken out of action by the point when he did, because he was such a downer in the start of the episode. You know, they finally get Alpha 5 back up and working and Jason's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> great news, guys. But Zordon's still dead and the command center's still trashed. Ugh. Add scene. That's what they call the business. Emotions and acting. But he's the thing just... is, he he's consumed by jealousy and rage. He was like, hmm, Green Ranger, that's all I care about. I want to beat up the Green Ranger. Who is that guy? I don't think he really cared about Alpha or Zordon. He just wanted to be the best. I just think that Jason is not the kind of teammate you want around in that kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, uh, he should be looking at all the the, the small victories. I mean, they did an amazing feat bringing back Alpha 5 and getting the the, the power... uh, I was about to say, then getting the uh, connection to Zordon working again, but Jason was captured by that point, I think. Well, I mean, obviously elsewhere, this was a hell of an episode for you, wasn't it? Because... They brought back the rad bug again. It's the yeah. only way to fly. Yeah, the Zach only way to really fly. hammering in that into the ground as a potential catchphrase. <laughs> Kimberly wasn't impressed by that line at no. all. It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm Zach. The only way to fly. Shut up, Zach. No one cares. You're not cool. But but that was my best line. How could yeah. this? Have, something must be really bothering you if you didn't laugh at me, Kimberly. Like, uh. I mean, is Zack really the de facto leader of the Power Rangers in Jason's absence? Well... Is he the best the team's got? I mean, let's rule out Billy, and let's rule out Kimberly, but is Zack a better leader than Trini? 
I personally, I would have probably given that role to Kimberly. For one thing, she's got gymnastic skills, so that that's worth more than anything Zach could provide. Yeah, but she just would have been like, oh, I don't know if I can be leader. The hair gets all bunched up in my leader costume. Nyaat! <laughs> hey now, that was 18 weeks ago. She's grown and matured by that time. <laughs> no, I can't keep it straight. Yeah, now she's busy pining over Tommy. Who doesn't want her? Because she's no. not the centre of the universe. I mean, I will say that Zack delivers the solemn It's Morphin Time very well. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, that's when you know that shit's going down when it's morphing time isn't shouted out like some kind of excitable teenager. Just like, mm, it's yeah, morphing time. With a hint of coolness at 14 minutes and 20 seconds. Which I did notice. It's like they're yep. trying to cram as much humans as possible before they can morph, morph into uh, the Power Rangers. Don't think I didn't notice you're trying to fill for time. Well, it's just because the fight wasn't very long in the Japanese footage. No! <laughs> because most of it was, you know, Green Ranger versus Geki. Yeah. I think Zack should be kicked off the team because of his actions in this episode, though. Really? Well, what, was so, what do you think was so bad that he deserves him to be kicked off? Well, he fundamentally breaks Zordon... Gordon's rules? He fundamentally <laughs> breaks Gordon's rules. <laughs> Wait, who's Gordon? <laughs> Gordon said, don't escalate a battle unless Rita forced you to. And I don't feel like they were forced to by the time he just goes, okay, we've fought the Green Ranger for two minutes. Let's call on the Megazord. (laughs) Now, to be fair, the Green Ranger has already proven that he's a formidable foe, much stronger than any traditional monster. Probably best just to take him out as quickly as you can with the biggest thing possible. So I I don't think... Yeah, but that's always true. Yeah, but you've got to bear in mind, there's only like two minutes of footage, so they had to get the the, um, all five five of the... uh, uh, dinosaurs, even though there's only four of them. I couldn't... And the other thing is, they also had a Mastodon head shield from, from out of literally nowhere. Nowhere has ever before been mentioned has in the Power Rangers. Has that used like, up until now? No, that was the first time that okay. elephant head was used. Yeah, because, I mean, that's where the... Certainly on the toy, that's a big part. You know, that's where the Mastodon head goes. Yeah, but, but it hasn't been used before. No, I, I mean, I don't think that's a massive thing. I'm sure it has been used, but... Mm, maybe. I, I think we, we can go back through the footage and, and see if there is. But for me, Well, again, it might have only been used in G-Ranger. I'm not sure. More I than likely. I guess it's just not the kind of thing that deserves a fanfare because it's like, it's just the Mastodon Zord. One thing I did like, I did like the Megazord's expression when the, the Megazord came about and then it was a shot of the Megazord. It, it just kind of shrugged. The like, Megazord oh. is so clearly talking to Burai or Tommy. Yeah. Because that's the <laughs> thing. The Megazord talks in the Japanese one. And he's very clearly gesticulating, going, ah. And it's weird because that shot is silent. They don't even have Zack saying, hey, Green Ranger, we're going to bring you down. For the one moment, even the Megazord was thinking, oh, I don't know, man, this episode's so crap. So I suppose we're going to get on to Aww. it. Okay. Have you got anything else that you wanted to bring up before we rate it? I didn't really have a great deal to grasp onto in terms of critiquing. I mean, there wasn't anything super crazy. There wasn't anything ridiculous apart from the odd moment here and there. Yeah. Uh, the pace was just way too slow for me to for liking. It wasn't fast. It wasn't snappy. I was getting frustrated. And the ending, I mean, the ending of it all was just so anticlimactic and quick. And It's Goldar finally being given the order to kill because for some reason he hadn't been already. 
Yeah, well, actually, yeah, he actually did say I, I have been rewarded for my good actions or whatever, so I'm going to get the opportunity to kill you. And the final sh- shot was him standing on top of Jason going, ha ha, I'm going to stab you now. And that's the cliffhanger. But why did he? I thought I always assumed he always had the order to kill the Rangers. Well, you would think so. But, you know, Rita likes to toy with her food. Like a cat. Yeah. Like a, like a gold R. So I think it's time to rate and review the episodes. Grax, what did you think of this one? Uh, well, because of all the things that I just said, I, I I would say, to begin with, it started as just a generic two, and I wasn't impressed by very much, but it was just that ending, that so unsatisfying ending that got me angry, I was thinking, what a waste, uh, I'm going to drop it down to one power coin. I was, what? I'm just quite dissatisfied with this, and the ending just kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Grax Bissick, you are a f***ing ridiculous human being. It's, but the, the, the previous episode was so, so good. And for it to just suddenly change to so, so slow, it's just complete uh, chop no, and cheese. No, no, this is... Man, I, I, I think you're wrong. I think you're so far off the mark on this one. I think there is still an underlying tension that informs everything that happens in this episode. Jason gets taken away from the Rangers. The Rangers mm-hmm. try and fight Tommy on their own. Okay, it's a short fight, but it's a powerful fight. Goldar versus Jason. I love all that stuff. I love Goldar taunting him and just being like, hi, you're a weakling now. Because we've seen Jason as this powerhouse for the last, like, 17 weeks. And now he's just mm-hmm. on his own, powerless against Goldar. It's it's a four star for me, man. It's Four? Yeah. Wow. I mean, on paper, I will admit this, on paper, this sounds like a very good episode. But the way it was executed for me, it just... It could have been done so much better and so much more action-packed and thrilling. I, I personally think you, you're rating it too high. Well, I personally think you're rating it too low. Well, there you go. We'll just have to uh, agree to... Who, whose side are you on with the part with the second part of the Green Ranger saga? Is it me, who is obviously right, Team PDT? Or is it Grax, who is obviously a prat, Team Grax? Oh. Let us know by tweeting us at RangerPod or going on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RangerPod. So, Grax, you think the episode was poorly executed? I guess we'll find out next time whether Jason is going to be poorly executed. Ha <laughs> ha, I see what you did there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, still, I still don't think it's going to be a good episode next one, if it's anything like this. Well, I've, I've got my fingers crossed, although I've already said it's not a great one. But uh. join us tomorrow for Green With Evil Part 3 The Rescue Until then, I've been PDT And I've been Grax See you tomorrow Bye